You're listening to the Coaching Matrix Private Podcast. Um, so today we're going to be kind of putting all the, the pieces of the puzzle together. And I'm going to introduce you the, to the acronym PLAY. And it's going to be, we're going to combine some of the things that we've been talking about into a way that you can actually like use it in your life. And so we've talked about personal power. We've talked about circumstantial power. We've talked about the three fields or the three planes of predictability, possibility, and potentiality, and that each of them are different. There's not one that's better than the other. Um, and that we can hop around based on what our human needs, based on what our business needs. Um, and the big element I think of all of this is trusting that it's working, even if it hasn't worked yet. Um, and understanding that we live in a very uh, tiny moment, right? This present moment is just like a little sliver. And when we zoom out and witness the sequence of unfolding events, we can have faith, we can trust, we can relax and have fun. Um, we can trust that our action doesn't have to work today. And we can believe that it is working for the, for our highest good and, and for the, the good of our business and clients and customers and everything. And that just feels better than just getting stuck and that it hasn't worked yet, right? And I think that that's where a lot of us get stuck sometimes is that, well, it hasn't worked yet. Um, and so the acronym PLAY, we're going to talk about um, all of it, but I'm just going to give you the over, overarching thing for each one. And then we'll go into how I actually think about it in each field, if that makes sense. So it's like PLAY, the acronym play in predictability, play in possibility, play in potentiality. And that's where we're going to take the conversation today. So the first one, P, is pure desire. And it's so important to remember that, that truly building a business is a desire, not a need, right? We don't have a business because we need to. Um, we talked about the difference between needing to make money, needing to make ends meet, needing to buy groceries and things like that. That's, that's one thing, right? And we can honor that. But we started our business because we wanted to. And remembering that sets us free from making it a need to our nervous system, right? When we need something, it does not feel good. And sometimes we accidentally do this to ourselves, even though we started our business because we wanted to. And so all of the, the action, all of the things that come with this game has to be hinged on the, the fact that this is your desire. And for me, reminding myself of that, like, it's like, oh yeah, like I want this, right? We don't have to do anything. We don't need to write an email. We don't need to make a post. We really don't. And remembering that, like, it's almost like a, an exhale, right? Oh, I want this. I want this. And leading into the desire will help us know what we want, right? What we want informs what we do. The L in play is for leading energy. And this is where we introduce the idea of those spirals, right? Like you can spiral up or you can spiral down. And what has helped me in my business is that you don't have to always be in a good feeling state to take action. You don't always have to be in a good feeling state to get things done as long as you're leading the energy. So even, and what I think is really important and powerful about this is that you might wake up one morning and not feel that great about your business and that's okay. You can lead yourself through that. Let's say maybe you're feeling discouraged that's okay. We don't have to judge it. We don't have to make it mean anything as you're, because you take on the role of like the leading energy, it's just like, what's a better feeling thought? How can I move through this? And this is where the conversation of pers about personal power comes in because some things are required of you, whether you want, like feel like doing it or not. And so when you have that, that awareness, I guess, when you're in one of the down, you know, <laughs> I don't even like to judge negative emotion, but if you're on a downward spiral, if you're experiencing emotions that you're like not super thrilled about or don't necessarily feel inspiring to you, that's okay. How can you move through them and lead yourself through them? One of the most powerful things that we can do as entrepreneurs is learn to lead ourselves, right? We don't need someone to check in on us. We don't need someone to tell us what to do. We take that responsibility and move. We're the leading energy. A was aligned action. Right. Sometimes aligned action means doing something that you're uncomfortable doing. Um, sometimes it also means that you're just in it until it works while you're believing that it's working. Right. You keep doing the consistency and maybe it tweaks over time. We kind of talked about how to evaluate um, and how to look at our, our results with curiosity and compassion instead of judgments so that we can get the intelligence from it, even if it's a failure. 
failure, right? Even if you don't get the results that you wanted. And then why is a bigger context that we're going to talk a lot about today. And it's yoked. I actually learned, some of you guys know, um, she's getting mindful with Megan. And she talked about this word from, from yoga, yoked. And I really, really like it. For me, this is like being yoked to something bigger than you, God, the universe, universal laws, um, karma, <laughs> whatever you want to like believe in, right? Like for me, it's like being yoked to God that like if he's, if he's inspiring me to do something, I'm going to, it's going to work. I just have to trust. Another word for yoke would be to trust. And so those four, four big concepts today, we're going to go into each of the three planes because it's a little different in each and how to use these four, four big concepts in your daily life. Um, so in the, in the field of predictability, right? It's still important to remember that it's still a desire, right? This is your business. This is something that you wanted, <laughs> right? Um, and so building on that, asking yourself, checking in, what do I want? What do I want to do? What do I want to create? And when our business gets, especially when we're in a frenzy or we're feeling frantic, usually it's because we've accidentally made it a need. It feels really heavy. Um, maybe it's boring or soul sucking. That's a lot of times when people make changes, right? Because we made it a need. It's like, wait, if I could start over, what would I want to do? That's a really powerful, powerful question. Um, and so two of those questions, those two questions constantly asking, like, what do I really need? And what do I want? Um, and differentiating those because sometimes it's like, no, I need a client. It's like, do you need one or do you want one? Because the messaging and the words and the action you take is going to feel so different when we're tapped into the desire for it instead of the need. Even if it's something, if you're, if you're trying to create predictable results, you're here because you want to be. Okay. Um, and so one of the questions we ask in the, in the field of predictability is what do I think I can create based on what I've created in the past? Right. And so, and a lot of people really like this. Maybe it's like, okay, I want to get to 5k months because that would, that would feel really safe to me. I would be okay. I want to be able to predict that I make 5k this month and 5k next month. Right. And it's, and it feels safe there. That's predictability. And so play the, the acronyms in predictability is going to be like, I want to make 5k a month. I don't need this, but I do want this. I, I could go get a job. Maybe you do. That's okay. Maybe you, um, you know, you're, you're building your business. It doesn't really matter whatever phase you're in. Even if you want predictability, remind yourself that this is a desire. Then it's what's the leading energy here. Maybe all I can, all I can really hang on to is um, like grit. <laughs> That's a really powerful emotion for entrepreneurs sometimes. If you're trying to get through a season that feels hard, you're going to feel gritty or um, consistency, like the feeling of consistent or certainty, like in myself, like I can do this, empowered. Um, maybe on the good days, you feel inspired and excited. Maybe on the hard days, you feel discouraged, but you are leading yourself into finding a better feeling thought moment to moment right? Um, and predictability, aligned action is going to really live in the realm of consistency, right? Posting, meeting people, sharing your offers or your products, sending emails, marketing, making relationships, creating content, right? All of that is in the field of predictability. And those, those are good things to do. Sometimes it's going to be, I'm going to create a post, even though I don't really want to, but I know that it's important for people to hear from me. This is part of me building my, my brand. People are being served by this. I'm going to do it. Even though I don't feel totally great, I'm going to do it. That's aligned action, right? And then when you think about being yoked in the, in the predictability, it's like, you know, I don't know when it's going to work. I trust that if I, I keep taking action, like eventually I will get a, a sign. Like someone will ask me a question or someone will buy or someone will book a consult. And I trust that those things are going to happen and I'm going to keep moving forward in faith, right? That's the field of predictability. In the play, for the play context, in possibility and potentiality, it changes just a little bit. And I, I kind of want to talk about that. In possibility, the question changes. Like, it's not, what did I do last? No, we know. Okay, hold on. Thank you. Um, the, the context changes a little bit because it's not necessarily like, what did I do last month? It's what could be in the future? What, what's the possibility of something? 
And maybe I haven't done it yet. And usually it's something that like you haven't done yet, but you know, it's possible. There's a 50, 50 chance it could work a 50, 50 chance it couldn't that's possibility. Um, and a lot of times we ask ourselves, and this is why we, we hear in our, in our industry, like drop the how for now, right? You don't need to know the how you just need to have this idea that it could be. And that feels a little scary. That feels uncertain, right? That's where we have to lead ourselves through the energy of uncertainty and we don't know how it's going to work. We just know that it can be. And so aligned action, and one of the things that we talked about in a few of the calls is like sometimes aligned action isn't necessarily like this action is going to get me to the result I want. We don't know that yet. We're going to see if it's going to work. And that uncertainty, that 50-50 is where people get tripped up, right? I want to know for sure it's going to work. Tell me, tell me step one through seven and I will do it. And if I do it, will it work? It's like, I don't know. And that, that's where we get to practice our belief. That's where we get to have, have our own back, <laughs> right? Um, and that's why I think the why in the play acronym is so powerful is we yoke to something bigger than us that we trust. If it, I don't get the result that I want, I'll get the lesson I needed. Um, if I don't, if it doesn't work, I, I will be okay. I trust that. Um, and if I do get the result, great. And we move forward with our aligned action with trust, with doing what we know how to do. In potentiality, the, the question is like a little different. It's like, wouldn't it be crazy if? And one of the things that um, I, I know to be true is that you, you literally can't know the how. You, you can't, like, it's like impossible to even know because it's such a, it's just exists in pure potentiality that you don't know how. And so the way we play there is by asking the question, wouldn't it be crazy if? blank and then you let go of the how and you let go of even the thought you stop thinking about that because it changes your relationship with that potentiality and so one of the things that I like to do is when I'm feeling excited when I'm feeling inspired that's when I play and I do it in my journal I do it with my husband I do it with my coach and I'm just like I'm planting the seeds of something that could be have no idea how I'd be I'd be stoked if it happened I have no idea how it's going to work and I just leave it and it's happened in my life and business where all of a sudden I'm like, remember when I said, wouldn't it be crazy if blank, I got a painful client or two painful clients, or I got to take my family to Disney world because of what I made. Right. Some like, and what's cool is, is as you evolve, as you grow, as you create results, this changes, right? Some things that used to be only a potentiality for me are now predictable as I've grown, as I've gotten results, as I've expanded my ability to walk with uncertainty. Now the things that used to be potential are predictable. And that's what's fun about this game is in the beginning, some things you're like, I could never charge that much, or I could never experience that kind of success. I could never get there. I could never make that happen. And then as you move, as you take aligned action, as you learn to trust, as you get results, as you evaluate and pull the intelligence out, as you grow your capacity to feel and handle the negative emotions and put yourself out there, you start to see things differently. You start getting different results and you grow. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, I think like I really can do this. And then it becomes historical, right? Like you look to your past and you're like, I've done that. And now it's predictable. Then what else do I want to create? Then what else is available for me to even conceive of? Some of the goals that I have now, I couldn't even have imagined when I first got started. And so one of the things that I think is really relevant for us um, is the blinders on. I talk about blinders on because you're going to hear people share their wins and their goals and their results. And if we're not careful, it can feel like almost like a, oh, that's an, I can never do that because for them, they're doing it predictably. And for you, it's only in potentiality. And so part of our work is to know where we're at and not, not judging it, just being aware of it. And then knowing where to put those thoughts, potentiality, possibility, predictability, right? Um, like for, for my example, like making hundreds of millions of dollars, like that's not even close to a possibility. You would just have to live in potentiality. So I don't get hung up on it. I don't think about it. Um, you have versions of that too. What is something that's so in the future, so beyond what you can conceive that you don't really entangle with it. You don't try to figure out how, you don't try to figure out when, you just like, wouldn't it be crazy if one day that was me? And then as soon as it, it starts to feel bad, you let it go. 
in possibility, I think that 50-50 is a really powerful, um, a powerful thing. Sometimes it's going to feel good and sometimes it's not going to feel good. Maybe you have a launch or you're, you're launching a product or you're sharing a new offering. And for a little bit, you're like, this could, this could actually happen. Like I could have my biggest month ever if this works. And then the next day you're like, it's not working. <laughs> it's, it's crap. I'm crap. Like nothing's going to go well. And you're like, wait, like yesterday I was doing so good. Now today I have so much doubt. Like, what's that about? You're playing in possibility. You're, you're creating something that you haven't created before. Nothing's gone wrong. And to me, that helped me so much. Um, when I realized like some of the time it's going to feel really good. Some of the time it's going to feel really bad and I move forward anyway. Right. And to me, most of what we do as entrepreneurs is in the field of possibility. So when we plant the seeds in potentiality, we don't get cut up on how and when, we just think it'd be cool, wouldn't it be cool, wouldn't it be crazy if that happened one day. Possibilities, like I've never created this before, but it would be so awesome if it worked. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna take the action I know how to take. I'm gonna lead myself through you know, the ups and the downs. I'm gonna lead myself. I can have certainty in myself. I don't have to have certainty in the marketplace or other people. And I'm gonna get excited. And when I'm excited, I'm gonna take action and and live in that energy. And when I'm doubting or feel frustrated, I'm not going to make it mean anything. I'm just going to reach for the next best feeling thought while I move forward in the sequence. Um, one of the things that I think about this play acronym, the pure desire, leading energy, aligned action, yoked, it's not like step one, pure desire. It, it is like intermingled. Like sometimes you're going to be taking action. Sometimes you're going to be visualizing and imagining and getting excited and writing in your journal about what it's going to be like when it's done, or maybe sharing a vision with a coworker or a partner or um, someone that you, you feel safe sharing those things with. It doesn't necessarily mean an order, right? So when we talk about play, it just means ebb and flow. Like some days you're going to be like, I am turning this over to God. I have no idea how it's going to work. I've done what I know how to do. I'm just trusting. I'm leaning back. I'm totally trusting. Other days you're going to be like, I need to, you know, boom, 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 get some stuff done. I'm in, I'm in like massive action today. And other times you're just going to be really honoring your human and taking walks and, and resting and like taking care of your own energetics and, and emotions. It's not, um, our brains would love it if it was like on Monday, Imagine it working out beautifully on Tuesday, go live on Wednesday, write an email. And on Thursday, you make a hundred thousand dollars. Like our, our brains would like love that, but how it works is a lot messier because you have a life, you have kids, you have loved ones, you have clients, you have a job, you have health stuff, you have work stuff, you have house stuff. Like we have stuff, right? And so what I want to talk about is how do I actually use this in my daily life? given the changing circumstances, given that sometimes business feels really fun, sometimes it feels really hard. And so some of the things that I do when I'm on, we're going to kind of break it down into things that I do when I'm trend, like on the lower trending emotions and things that I do on the higher trending emotions. This is how I play. When I'm in the higher trending emotions, that's when I play the what if game because I'm feeling excited and I'm like, what if this works? So I drop the pebble, right? Drop the pebble and like, okay, like wouldn't it be crazy if blank. I got three painful clients in a month. Wouldn't it be crazy if I got 50 people in the coaching matrix? Wouldn't it be crazy if, you know, whatever I, I am. So it's not even too crazy. I am taking my kids to Disney world. It's going to be so fun. That used to be a potentiality for me. Um, and so you're going to do this when it's like, you're excited, you're elated, you're believing there's not a lot of doubt that's living in your mind. That's the time to plant seeds that you don't know how it's going to happen. When you're feeling good, you're believing, maybe you're not like in ecstasy, but you're feeling good, you're empowered, you're excited, you feel a, a word that comes to mind is like motivated. That's the time to play in possibility, right? What if I double my monthly income? What if I sign a client at a new rate? What if this new product goes like viral? That would be so cool, right? And we play there and we watch our brain because that's when our brain does like the brain thing, right? But what if like, doomsday, right? Like, what if no one buys? What if that, that chick from college messages you and says, I don't believe in what you're doing. You really need a blah, blah, blah right? Um, what if your grandma sees your post and is like, ah, 
what are you doing? <laughs> our brain loves to come up with these scenarios. What if you go bankrupt? <laughs> right? Like our brain is like, whoop, whoop. That's when we're in possibility. We know we're in potentiality because we don't really have that impending doom feeling. Because it just like, I don't even know how it's going to work. I don't really even have a flip side. In possibility, there is a flip side. And that's where most people give up and pull the plug, like we talked about. They don't, they don't stay in the game long enough to see. And um, I really, I learned this from Amanda Francis. She's like, you have to believe through the 12th hour. And so when you're launching or when you're trying to, you know, hit a goal or, or whatever, you're working towards something, are you willing to believe and to yoke yourself to something bigger than you? through the 12th hour when it doesn't look like it's working. Because most people, what we do, as soon as it starts looking like it's not working, we pull the plug to protect ourselves, right? We, we stop leading the energy of what we want because we're afraid of disappointment. And I say this with a lot of love because I've been there. We, we kind of talked about some of my stories about feeling tempted to pull the plug. It'd be easier to quit than to give it all and fail. And this is where it really is a mindset game and a stamina game. A lot of you have gone out, like um, one of my mentors, Russell Brunson, calls it a cycle where your business was working and then it wasn't. And then you had to pull yourself back up and figure it out. Um, I've been through cycles where it was working and then it wasn't. And then I had to pull myself back up. Some of you have never gone through a cycle and what I want to share with you is that who you become in a cycle where, you, where you're tempted to pull the plug, like we could just end this all right now. We don't have to keep doing this. I could go back to my job. I could, you know, get hired somewhere. I could, I could just quit. I don't even have to do this. I'm here. Like I started this business because I wanted to. And now it's like, it's just too stressful. I'm done. There's going to be those kinds of temptations along the way because we all, I've never, ever heard of an entrepreneur who hasn't cycled at least once where everything doesn't look like it's not working. And I'm not saying like this to like doomsday you. And I don't want you to, to plant the seed of like, well, this has to happen. It's just that when things don't work out, that's very normal. And you can normalize that and don't make it mean anything about you and move forward in the leading energy that we talked about. And this is why I, I put certainty in myself that like, kind of like Marie Forleo's book, she says, everything is figure outable. Like, not every, all the circumstances have to align for me to feel like I can figure it out. And the same is true for you, right? We have Google, we have free resources on YouTube, like we can figure things out, but the mindset piece, the, the alignment piece is really where we get tripped up when things aren't working. And so this all sounds well and good in like a, in a vacuum, in a safe space on Zoom or like in your, in our journals. But when you're walking this you know, maybe you're trying to double your monthly income or something that is not predictable and your brain's doing what it, the brain, what brains love to do. We have a choice to make. We can listen and make it mean that that's true, right? Our brain loves to say, it's not working. You should probably just quit now. Or someone says watching and you don't want to embarrass yourself. Like you don't want to go all in. You don't want to be, you don't want to look like a fool. So just, just stop, like just, just pull the plug. And in that moment, you can listen and, and probably we have, like, at least I do, like I have history of like definitely, like, yeah, that kind of got scary there <laughs> and I stop. But what I found is amazing results come on the other side of trusting anyway, of having faith, just choosing faith, because that's not like we don't just, we don't get hit with or struck with faith. We summon that, right? And this is like a muscle. It's not something that you're just given at birth, I wish. Like you have the muscle of faith. You will always trust like, no, like we exercise that with our mind. And one of the things that I've, um, I've found really helpful is recreation. And this is one of those things that I do daily. So I got this idea. Um, his name is Neville Goddard. And he has this idea of like recreating something that happened in your day. Like maybe I do this with my kids. Like maybe I got upset or I was rushing. My six-year-old tells me not to rush all the time. It's so funny. I'm like, okay, we've got to go to gymnastics. Let's go. And she's like, mom, don't rush. <laughs> it's so cute. Um, or whatever, whatever it was during the day. And if I, maybe I got short with some, with one of them, when I go to bed, I recreate that scene. How would I have done that differently? What would I have liked to have happened in that moment? And I recreate it. This is a form of imagination or visualization. 
Um, when I feel stressed out or I notice that my brain's offering me thoughts, like it's not working. I recreate that moment. I'm like, wait, 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 it is working. It hasn't worked yet. I'm in it until it works. And I recreate the little sentence. If you study neuroplasticity in our brains, it's so powerful to literally rewire your brain thought by thought. This is tedious daily work. And I'd love to say that it's super easy to just like, okay, I'm not going to believe that anymore. Like I'll never have that thought again. (laughs) But what ends up happening is our negative doubtful thoughts do pop up again. And that's your opportunity to exercise your agency to recreate that thought in that moment. And if it doesn't happen in that moment, that's okay. This is an exercise that I love to do in bed as I'm falling asleep is like, what do I want to recreate? What do I want to make right? Where did I fall short? What thoughts did I accidentally believe? Um, What would I like to experience better? And I recreate it. I just go through it as if I'm living in it. Like if it's my daughter that I was short with, I go back into that moment in my mind's eye like, how would I have done that differently? What would I have said to her? How would I have been playful instead of rushed out the door, right? Or if maybe like I, you know, was checking my email and I got this email that someone um, wasn't, like maybe they responded, like, I'm not interested in working with you. And I was defeated in that moment, right? I have a choice. I can recreate that moment. What am I going to go? What am I really going to make that mean? oh, she's just not going to work with me right now. Doesn't mean I'm a bad coach. Doesn't mean that it's not working. Doesn't mean that anything's gone wrong, right? And so that's a really powerful tool for all of you guys. Recreate things that went awry, that did not go as well as you wanted or where you fell short or where you um, kind of went on default mode, you know? Sometimes we have thoughts that we don't want to be thinking. Like no one wants to think that their business is going to fail, And if you notice that you've been thinking that a lot, you have a chance to rewrite that or recreate that because we can vote for the identity we want or we can vote for the identity we have. And that's just a choice. And I I really think that using that tool has has served me really well um, as I've grown my business. And so that's one of the tools that I wanted to share. Um, The other thing that I wanted to share is this idea of like a rant or a rampage of gratitude. And one of the things that has helped me too is to rearrange the order of like past, present, future. If you've been in my world a long time, you know, I think we've talked about this before, but basically the idea is that I think about things that I'm grateful for that have happened, things that I'm grateful for that are happening right now, and things that I'm grateful for in the future. And what's cool about that is it kind of like, um, it makes your brain suspend time where you're just experiencing gratitude for things, past, present, and future. Because one of the a powerful tools is like feeling gratitude ahead of time for something you want. Like when we talked about how I like put the little time block in um, for when I'm trying to sign a client, I'm like, okay, like this is where they're going to go. Like this is me digging my ditch for what I say I want. Um, Colette, you told me that you're doing that too, which is so fun. And when I do that, I can practice gratitude for that client before I ever know who it is or how they came to me. And so by like weaving the past, present, future, future, present, past, past, future, present, like, and I just kind of go in order and I make a little list in my journal and I experience feelings of gratitude because when I'm grateful for being married to Wesley and I'm grateful for the biggest month I've ever had in my life. And then I'm grateful that Tegan was born healthy. Right. And I'm just kind of doing this grateful, grateful, grateful all the time, past, present, future, future, present, past, and just mixing them. My brain stops trying to analyze that. Like, I don't have it in the future. You know what I mean? Um, our brains don't know the difference between when we're experiencing it now, right? What, what is, or what will be and what is. And so that was one of the hacks that I think really helped me feel the energy of it being done. Some of the things that you've heard people say, it's like, but what does that actually mean? Like, how do I embrace the bot like, or embody the feelings of it being done? Leading energy, it's done. What does that even mean? For me, it's gratitude ahead of time. And so those two, two tools together, recreating the parts of my day or the thoughts that I think that I aren't in alignment with what I want to have happen and Gratitude rampage in in those orders have been powerful tools for quantum play for me. Um, And when I'm, and depending on when I'm feeling really good, 
the things that I imagine, like, I don't know if you guys have had this, but um, sometimes like the big dreams aren't available to me when I'm feeling discouraged or despair or frustrated, right? It's hard to be believing in something. It's like those thoughts aren't even accessible. So I stop trying to access them. I, I start looking for what's a better feeling thought in this moment. I'm not making it mean anything. It's okay. What is my human need? Okay, I need to go on a walk. I need to eat some food. <laughs> um, I'm not going to try to solve all the world's problems in this state, right? I'm just going to take care of myself and put one foot in front of the other and reach for a better feeling thought. But when I'm feeling things like gratitude and excitement and joy, those are really fun times to dream big. And I'm just careful that I don't make it mean anything when I can't dream big. Because sometimes, I don't know if you guys um, have had this happen, like, like my business doesn't even feel inspiring anymore. And usually it's because you're judging um, a frame of mind when you, were, when you were feeling inspired and thinking about your business against a time where you weren't feeling inspired and thinking about your business. And so you can use this to your advantage or your disadvantage, depending on how you use it, right? You can judge yourself for not believing, or you can honor yourself in that moment and give yourself something that makes more sense. When I'm feeling on the lower end, this is usually where I, I gravitate towards things that are predictable. And that, that hopping between predictability and possibility and potentiality, sometimes it's like, I can only do what's predictable today. I can only post and check in on my clients and take care of myself and my kids. And then I declare that that's enough. One of the other powerful, that kind of like a, it's kind of like that recreation. I think of it more of like a declaration, like what I'm doing is enough especially as women, not enough women actually say that out loud. Like what I'm doing is enough for this season. I have my own back. I'm doing enough. What I'm doing is working. How do I know that? Because I said so. And that's, a, that's one of the harder, like for me, that was a really hard thing to grasp when I was learning how to speak something into existence. Try it. Just, just start speaking yourself that way. If you think about, you know, maybe you're trying to sign one-on-one clients or something and you decide that you're going to post every day, you're going to get on your stories, you're going to send an email and put it in your podcast. And that's what you decided ahead of time. That is your aligned action. And maybe you're feeling a little bit of doubt, but you still post and you still write the email and you're, and you're doing the things that you know to do. A powerful addition to that is saying, this is enough. This is working. Because then it's like, almost like that exhale, like, okay, like, I can go to sleep tonight. I can stop thinking about business while I'm on this date. <laughs> I can go work out and actually have a workout or whatever it is. We can be present to our life. To me, this is how we walk in the sustainability of this industry. Um, you have to declare that what you're doing is enough because if you leave it open-ended, if you never declare that, even if it's just in your mind, right? Even if you're just like, that's enough, like, close the book, right? Close the computer, close the phone. Like I'm done. I'm doing enough. I say it. It is so if we never do that and we leave it open-ended, we actually leave that energetic thread hanging out there that it's not enough. We actually are, are literally creating that with our, with our thoughts. This isn't enough. And then it becomes true, right? If we always think it's not enough, that becomes our reality where you don't get what you want. And so one of the things that I'm going to encourage you to do is like, just do a quick, um, kind of like an evaluation or what's the word I'm looking for. Okay. It'll come to me. It's like a really simple word. Um, like rehash, like look backwards audit. That's the word I'm looking for. Do an audit of what you've been up to this past week. Have you had the thought that this is working, that this is enough to do the job? My guess is most of you haven't. Most of you have been wondering, is this enough? And so part of our work is to declare it. This is good. This is enough. I can rest. I can play. I can do something different. And what's cool is this is how we have a relationship with ourselves, right? Because there's two pieces of us. Part of us is like, you're never enough. You suck. And then part of us is like, no, like I'm trying. Like I, I, I have things that I'm working on, <laughs> you know? To me, this has helped me silence the part of me, the inner critic. Sometimes our inner critic has intelligence for us. Sometimes the things that they're offering are gonna point us in, in the direction of intelligence and wisdom for the future. And sometimes they're really just not helpful. And so by declaring things as it, this is a good, this is enough, I'm gonna move forward, 
It's kind of like, sit down, it's okay. We're doing enough, this is good. And so to, to kind of bring it back to the conversation about what you do on a daily basis, if you're taking action, the action that you know, know you need to take. And in business, this really is marketing, selling, fulfillment. <laughs> That's pretty much what we do, right? We're building relationships, we're adding value, we're creating content, or we're making offers on consult calls, we're creating sales pages, or we're fulfilling on our what we promised, right? That's what we do. If you know you're doing those things and you're doing everything that you know how to do, the only thing that's left is to declare that you're enough. And to me, this is really about the yoked part of the play acronym, that I did my part, now I'm turning it over. Everything else from this point on is out of my hands because all that I can do is my own actions and my own thoughts, right? What I think, what I believe, what I, what I choose to engage with, what I don't choose to engage with, um, the projections I put into the future, right? Pure potentiality, like wouldn't it be cool if, and then I have to let go. There's this element of like, okay, I'm turning it over to my clients. This is where we got, start to see our clients in their power, right? We're yoked with them and the, their ability to create the life that they want and to take us up on the offers they see and to take action. We believe that people will be inspired to reach out to us or to stumble on our, our website or whatever. Someone might refer us. We let, we like let that part go. It'd be cool if, right? I highly encourage you to drop little um, thoughts about people referring you. Clients come from nowhere. Um, people love sharing my work. I would put that in pure potentiality because we can't control it and only focus on what you can control at the same time. And that creates a really powerful dynamic for you. It also gives you space to enjoy your life without feeling guilty for not working or without feeling guilty about, you know, maybe you're watching Netflix, but you're secretly thinking about work. Um, so that we're not, we don't become zombies to our business, you know, where it's like always on. Our life is so much more meaningful when we engage in all the parts of our life that matter. That, that declaration has been really big for me that what I've done is enough. And usually um, one of the things, if you've studied habits to have a trigger for something that you want to do in, in repetition, the door frame in my office is my trigger. And when I leave it, I li literally think in my head, like that was enough today. I did enough. It was good. I'm on to the next thing. And then I can go have a kitchen dance party and make dinner with my kids, right? Like it's, it's that completion feeling that we crave that we can give to ourselves. And then you turn it over. And so um, use that. I think that it's really helpful, especially if you've always had that kind of like that nagging feeling that what you're doing isn't enough. It's just because you've never declared that it was enough. So try it on. Um, the next thing that I like to do, and we kind of talked about was like that imagination, the visualization. I have a little vision board in, in my um, office that I like. I like imagery. One of the other tools I'm encourage you to do is um, go onto Pinterest and play. Sometimes I think one of the really unsex, I guess not unsexy, but it's, it doesn't seem like it's productive is to use your imagination to think about things you want. Like, and this could be physical locations. It could be travel. It could be clothes. It could be just a feeling when you look at the picture and play and use imagery or sounds. And another thing that uh, maybe it's music, but I really like just scrolling on Pinterest and looking for inspiring images because it it's like it expands my mind when I didn't even think about that as a possibility of something I could do one day when I'm just like down the rabbit hole of traveling or something like that and notice at least for my brain I'm like this isn't productive this isn't productive this isn't creating content this isn't you know my brain likes the chatter but what I have found is like the more inspired I feel the better my messaging the better my copywriting the better um the better feelings I bring to my work. And so if you haven't done that in a while, I think a lot of us do that in the beginning. We're like, we could do everything. Like we, we're, everything's possible. But if you haven't revisited what you really want to create, I encourage you to do that. And, and just notice your brain is not gonna be always nice. Like who are you to want blank? Who are you to want to go on that kind of vacation or drive that kind of car? And one, one thing that I know, I just made this post on social media this week is like, what you want is really good for the world. And that, that 
that nagging, like, I don't know if I'm worthy of that. I don't know. And it doesn't show up usually as that. It's like, I don't, I don't really want that. Is that true? And um, I think a lot of us, our work is really to uncover and unravel the desires that we've kind of stuffed down out of fear of being disappointed. And that's something that we talked about early on in this program. And so when you think about play, the pure desire, leading energy, aligned action, and yoking yourself, part of the whole piece only works if you're acting with what you want. And so part of your work too is going to be in a healthy relationship with desire. Everything in our life is a relationship. This is something that I am still personally like wrapping my mind around it. Like money is just a relationship. You have a relationship with money. You have a relationship with your business. You have a relationship with yourself. You have a relationship with your kids and your spouse and your friends and your neighbor and your clients. Like everything is a relationship and we get to decide what we think about it. You have a relationship with your desires. If you were to describe your desires like a friend, are they welcome to come over? Or are you kind of like, whoa, whoa, whoa like, nope, stay over there. <laughs> I don't want to get you to know you that well. And that really will unlock some insight for you. Maybe you've treated your desires like a friend you don't really want to come over. Like, okay, like, kind of go to the basement. Like, I don't really want to see you. I don't really want to know what, what you are. Like, you're there, but like, you know, we're not really close. I want you to feel like your desires are like your best friend. And that sounds weird, but like, I want you to know them. I want you to trust them. They are safe guidance. If I were to ask you what you want, and if it's money, if it's, you know, prestige, if it's a big um, following, if it's a lot of impact, if whatever it is, I'm, I bet it, it, it exists on that, some form of that, right? You want it because you want to do something good with it. You want to take your family on vacations. You want to pay off debt. You want to go back to school. You want to travel. You want to pay off your parents' house. Like there's like things that you want to do that are really good for the world. But if you always dismiss what you want, you'll never get, get there, you know? And so part of our work is to be in a good relationship with our desires and to listen to them and get to know them. And like anything, if you want something to make sense in your life, time and attention. To me, Pinterest is me spending time like a friend with my desires. And I do it other ways too. You know, I have, I have a vision board. You can't see it, but I have a vision board in my office, a bigger one than that, like really big pictures of places that I want to go and things I want to do. And I use it as a, as just a trigger to feel inspired and excited because I want to be intimate with what I want. If you've never done this work, it might feel like I have no idea what I want. And in fact, I asked my mom this, who doesn't really do this work, what she wants. And she's like, I don't know. Like, you should keep asking yourself that. And I'm going to invite you to do the same thing. You and get specific, you know, and I, and keep going. What else do I want? This is a really powerful exercise. Set a timer for an hour by yourself. If you take me up on this, you will uncover so much about yourself. It'll blow your mind. Set a timer for an hour, get a blank piece of paper and ask yourself, what do I want? And then when you write it out, ask yourself, what else do I want? and keep going. You're going to notice your brain's going to offer you thoughts like, this is dumb. This doesn't matter. You're so selfish. You're not worthy of this. This is dumb. You know, this, what are you doing? Um, because I think we have a fear if that we lean into our desires. It does. It means we're not grateful for what we have. And I really want to debunk that for you guys. When you have a desire, it means nothing about your relationship with what you have. You can desire things you already have. And that, that's a good practice. That's called gratitude right? When we desire things and we let that dwell in us, we also can desire things in our life and our life gets richer now. So when you desire things for the future and you desire things you already have, like life gets really fun. And so you don't have to be afraid of like, if I lean into my desires, I'm going to stop feeling grateful for what I have. Like I actually don't, that has not been my experience. The more I lean in and trust my desires, the more I have desires for things I already have, and now I, I'm a wealthy woman. Like my life is rich. I want my, my relationship with my husband and my kids. I want you guys in my, in my matrix. I love it. Like I love showing up for you guys. I want um, my car. I want my computer. Like I desire it and I have it. And I, desi I, I, I desire things I don't have yet. And it's, it, it opens my mind and gives me ideas and it makes me inspired and grateful. And so if you take me up on this, this little uh, 
exercise is hour long. What do I want? And you write, what else do I want? Notice if you have any judgments over the things that you want. Notice if you have any shame about things that you want and then recreate it kind of like the other tool that we talked about, recreate that like, it's okay to want this. It's, it's safe, it's safe to want this. Just rewrite that story about your desires. And if you do this often enough, one of the things that I've liked to do with my journals is like, sometimes I'll go through and I'll do this like little want list and then I'll do it a month later and some things don't come with me on the journey. And then other things do, and those are really good intelligences to take with me, right? If I keep saying I want this and it's been two years and it's still on my list, I really want it. And that's fun to know. Other things like, I don't even know, like three years ago, it's, I don't, I don't want that anymore. It doesn't even, it's not even in my awareness. It's just information. It's intimacy with myself and my desires. It's that friendship, that close friend that I was talking about. And that's what I want because quantum play is about desire. It is not about need. No one needs this stuff, right? No one needs to be fully booked. No one needs a 20K month. No one needs to make multiple six figures or whatever you are wanting. No one needs that you want it and pretending that you don't want it isn't going to help you get it (laughs) honoring the desire trusting your desires that they're safe guidance trusting that they came to you for a reason that you have to become the person who can create the vision that ripple effect will serve the world I really really believe that and so the more you can honor it the more equipped you will become the more you will trust yourself to take action no matter what honestly the more energy you unlock to actually take action when, it, when we make things a need, when it's not truly a need, we actually don't have a lot of energy, right? When I need to work out, it kind of feels awful. But when I'm like excited about, you know, the instructor or the workout that I have for the day, like I show up and I'm like buzzing, right? Like I'm excited for it. And that's, that's how business can feel. That's if it hasn't felt like that, you can cre- recreate it. You, you can get back there. If you're experiencing desire in your business right now, like notice what you're thinking about and the actions that you're taking and like make note of it because this is working for you. If you feel like you're on the border of that, like, you're like okay, like this conversation is getting me pretty excited. Like I'm going to, I'm going to spend time thinking about what I want, like lean into it. One of the things that um, has been really helpful for me is like, when I am feeling something good, I try to linger there, savor it a little bit longer because the more we can tolerate good things, our ability to hold it grows. And, and that's something that I learned from the big leap about upper limits. Sometimes feeling good feels uncomfortable because it's new. And so expanding our ability to feel good, expanding to live into our desires and trust ourselves that it's guiding us to what we're meant to create, like expand your ability to feel into that moment to moment. Okay. Um, so when you think about just to kind of wrap up before I take questions, play, pure desire, spend time doing all the things we talked about today, leading energy. This is like a moment to moment. Sometimes we forget that we are, we are responsible for our emotional state, right? And especially when you're trending down, it can feel like it's out of control or you can do nothing. And we kind of get into this all or nothing thinking to me, leading energy is not all or nothing. It's baby steps. When I'm feeling maybe I'm feeling frustrated. What's just like a better feeling thought. What can I do in this moment that feels better than this? It might be a walk. It might be a nap. It might be journaling or listening to a meditation or a YouTube video. That's inspiring to me, just something to start trending upward because we are the leading energy. And when we take ownership of that, we can move through things and be back to the creators that we want to be. And then aligned action. And we talked about procrastination, postponing things, um, and cleaning that up. We also talked about guy, like walking with personal power, not waiting for circumstances to be totally perfect before we take action. And then the bigger picture of being yoked. I know that there, there are things working in each of your lives that you don't see yet, but you will see if you keep going. There's other people, there's things that you can't predict that are going to happen that will assist you and serve you on your way. I've seen that so much um, because I think, when you really think about it, we can't make anyone do anything, right? You can't make someone pay you money. I mean, you could, but you wouldn't want to, to be unethical, right? You are you gonna, like, you're gonna kidnap their kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not. So you can't make someone pay. You can't make someone buy from you. 
So most of our work after we've taken action is to remember we are yoked to something bigger than us. Other people's power, God, the universe, things working together in ways that we can't predict or understand, it's happening now. And when you open your awareness to that one, it takes off the pressure of you doing everything. It also allows you to believe in miracles. And this is something that I really have found um, powerful for me. When I let go of trying to predict everything that I'm going to create, I make room for a lot of things that I can't predict happening. And this is where like clients come from nowhere, but they didn't really come from nowhere because that was a potentiality I held. I just put it out there. I didn't even know how or when. I just thought it would be cool if, right? And I think we are we are supported in ways that we can't see right now, but you will see in hindsight, when you look back, you're like, oh my gosh, it really was always working. It really was. Um, one of the last things I'm going to share with you is this concept of for the highest good of all. When you get what you want, other people will be blessed because of what you, what you do. When you focus on selling because it's truly service, you will make money, but also people will benefit from your work in the world. Being an entrepreneur, in my opinion, is one of the highest goods of all because we want to, we want to solve problems that aren't ours, right? We want to help our clients and help our customers solve problems. We want to make their life better and our families get to benefit because we make money from the transaction. We feel good about ourselves because we're contributing. We feel good because we're receiving, like it really is for the highest good of all. And so whenever I get stuck in my head, I just remember this is for the highest good of all. And I speak that out loud. Like this is for the highest good of all. This is good. And, and so you can trust that what you want is good for the world. You can trust that when you move forward in faith, like it will happen. Walk yourself, lead yourself through hard times. If you're in a cycle right now, like we talked about, it's okay. Keep leading yourself. What intelligence, what wisdom are you going to take from your failures into making something better in the future? And then the last thing is like, what actions do you need to take? What actions were you inspired to take from this program? And whatever it was, like what came up in you that you're going to act on? Not just think about, but act on. And what, what, um, what are you going to recreate? Those are the kinds of the questions that I, I wanted to float by you guys before I wrapped up. So whew, are there any questions from this conversation? Are there any clarifications or just insights that anyone wanted to share or ask me before we wrap up today? I know I talked a lot, sorry. <laughs> hey, Amber. Oh, hey, Colette. Um, I just love it. And something I wanted to just run past you was um, I've been having this thought as I work through these different things. It's interesting how your thoughts become a little more elevated of like, what is the problem thought, right? Like what is holding you back? And I'm noticing um, this thought of like thinking about the struggle as being something that has to happen yeah. in order to get to the, you know, whatever it is I want to create. And and I'm really questioning that idea. And so I was wondering if you could even, you know, speak to this idea of like, I don't have to struggle in failure to actually achieve, like, that's not a required step. Does that make yeah. sense? And, yeah. and I, and I do think like, well, I have had plenty of struggles, you know, I'm 50 years old and yes, I was going to say, you've been had, through quite a bit in your life, you know, there's, and so like, do all those struggles count or do you have to have, like, <laughs> it's like, there's a tally. <laughs> yeah. Like, like this rite of passage almost yeah. of, of, um, you know, well, of course you're going to, it's going to fail first yep. before you make it work. Right. Of course it is, you know, and, and so I'm, I'm questioning that, but I was wondering if maybe we could talk about that a little bit to I get a little this. more solidified. Yeah. So one of the things that, um, I think it's interesting because I think coaches normalize failure in a good way. Like when you fail, it's not that anything's gone wrong, but I do think the flip side of that is like, well, does that mean that failure is good like, or required it, or required or like, that's part of the thing. And I don't think it is. Okay. One of the things, it's kind of like that, that quote, it's like, um, 
one something my mom said you can be humble you can be humble or you can be humbled you know what I mean yeah sometimes I think especially at least in my experience I do the work so diligently that I've had lows but like I don't feel like I've had to like fight tooth and nail to get through this you know what I mean because I put myself in the fire myself to think better, to anticipate, to think at a higher level. Like I feel like you often do, Colette, like you, you think through things ahead of time so that you are learning the lessons from other people or just from um, and being inspired. What? Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, I, I guess if, that, if that's what makes sense. So I, no, I don't think struggling is required at all. Yeah, because I, you know, I love to, put new reminders on my phone every hour. Yeah. And, and so I found myself wanting to switch because you had offered this idea of um, like, wouldn't it be cool if yes. Right. And then blank, blank, blank. And so I've been kind of working on that over the last couple of weeks and, and I've been changing that little message to myself and it's become more and more clear of like, what could, what it could be. Could be. Yeah. Does that make sense? And so like yes. at first I was like, well, I guess I'll consider that. And so it was sort of vague. And anyway, there's, there's like this certain gal that, that she, she did struggle with, you know, launches and things like that, but she opened up a new program and literally it like 10 times. Yeah. Her first try, Yep. like her first launch. Does that make sense? Yes. And so now my little, my little thing is like, what if we do a Lindsay Daltz off? Yep. Like, wouldn't that be cool? Yes. So then if we like work went is... straight to the success instead of like the stumbles. Yes. So I would say that's pure potentiality, right? Wouldn't it right. be cool if the moment your brain starts to wonder how to do it, let go. Okay. Okay. Don't look up. Okay. Back, back to whatever I was doing. And then when you okay. can summon that thought again with detachment, that's a really fun thought to play with. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I'm kind of shifting into that, but I still have this little thought of, but wait, don't I need to struggle? Yeah. Struggle and fail. And like, it has to not work for X number of times or whatever. I don't, I don't think that's true at all. Um, I think that it it can be helpful to normalize failure when we fail, right. When things don't go wrong, it doesn't mean that you're like, not like, if you don't have a Lindsay Dotsloff launch, you're going to be okay. But wouldn't it be cool if you did? have that kind of launch and that's that's like that okay we're watching our brain get like a little crazy sometimes (laughs) you know like okay like I need to you know stress about everything and and you know worry about how I can do that or I can do what I know how to do what you're doing right now you're preparing you're executing it'd be awesome if that happened I'm okay and as soon as I try to figure out how I'm just gonna let that go okay that's that's helpful I think that's a good next step Perfect. I'm excited. Um, Thanks, Amber. It's fun. It's fun. It is. It's fun, (laughs) but it's very, it's almost like I have to give myself permission to not fail. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. One of the things people say, like it gets to be easy because that's a possibility, right? If you think about the 50, 50, yeah, you might fail, but you might not. Yeah. And which one are you going to spend time thinking about? Well, I think it's way more enjoyable to be like, it could be, I don't have to fail. It could just be super simple and easy for me. Yeah. And for some reason in my head, that's almost like, wait, is that even allowed? Am I even okay (laughs) with that? And you see what I mean? So I'm kind of like sorting through. Yeah. So there's paradigms of thought, right? And this is, this is where I think it's helpful to have compassion for people because there's some people that would call you delusional. Right. And this is what I always say to people who I've, I haven't been called delusional. I've been called a dreamer before. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, well, yeah, like I'm trying to create, like, if you look around at what's normal, I don't necessarily want what's normal. So I don't want to live in the normal paradigm. I want this paradigm. And so I, I hear you. I'm just not going to entangle with your thoughts. And that's how, uh, what I would offer you. Like some people are going to be like, well, you shouldn't get your hopes up too high. Well, you know, but like what they're doing is entangling with that reality. And you're not, you don't even want that reality. I think it's myself that's saying it. Like nobody else is even saying it. It's my own, your own brain, 
brain. (laughs) I'm a little more logical. And so, and so it's myself that just is kind of like, well, I don't know. Yeah. Well, now, you know, you can just dismiss it. It doesn't have to be part of Okay. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thanks, Claude. Shailen, mm-hmm. you said no questions, just a lot of really great concepts to think about. Feels like a plug and play kind of framework that I could really visualize and apply to my life a bit. Thanks, Shailen. Yeah. I hope, yeah. And I hope I made it clear like the play framework is something for you to play with and it, it use for yourself. It's not a step by step framework, it's something that you think through and apply. So I'm excited for you guys to use it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and so with that, our call on Monday is going to be like a Q&A. And so I haven't done this before, but I did want to offer this. Um, if you have questions that you want for sure me to have answered on that call, you can email them to me, DM them to me, whatever. doesn't matter. Um, and I, that if you want me to like answer it in a more formal way. Other types of questions I'll do is I'll open it up. Um, for questions and coaching and anything. It'll be kind of like a culmination of everything we talked about. I'm also gonna talk about the importance of celebrating because it's a celebration call, but also it's kind of like an important um, integrated piece that we bring into our our business, which is celebrating. Um, And so I'm really excited for Monday. So be thinking of questions. If you want to email them or DM them to me for me to answer on Monday, please do that. And if not, you can bring them to the call. Other than that, I will see you guys on Monday. Okay. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the coaching matrix private podcast. I just wanted to tell you, thank you for being a member. Thank you for being here. I hope you found today's episode helpful for your life and for your business. And I want you to know that I am cheering you on and I will see you in another episode. Bye.